everybody. So today I'm going to be talking about season six of Dawson's Creek. If this was not your thing, then don't worry. This is the last season. It's the final season. Um, I think this season is okay. There are things that I really love about it and there are things that I'm like, I don't know, like maybe they should have just ended it in high school. It's always like, you know, you want the show to keep going because you love it so much, but it keeps going and it's like they can't really do anything else. So it's kind of hit or miss, but there are some episodes I really, really love. There's some episodes that are a little like I could live without. Um, I definitely think they ran out of material for certain people like Jack and Jen don't have huge storylines in this season. So it's pretty solely focused on the three, you know, Joey, Pacey, and Dawson. So here's the final season. The first episode is called The Kids Are All Right. So Joey's narrating how everyone spent their summer. She did not end up going to Paris. I was a little confused about if she went or not, but she did not. She just spent the summer reading and working and she ended up dating a boy, but then she stopped when he said he was falling in love with her, which I think is super random. Like, I don't know if she was just trying to put some notches in her bedpost or what, but I think it's really weird that she just dated some random guy. Audrey and Pacey had a fun summer, like road tripping in California. Jen's parents are getting divorced and she's thrilled, so she's like in a great place. Jack and Eric dated all summer and then Eric ended up dumping him over email, which I think is kind of weird. Like, I don't know why they even put them together for them to just not work out. I guess they just like, I don't know if something happened between filming season five and season six, but whatever. Um, and then Joey mentions that she did not talk to Dawson all summer. So it starts with Joey's running late and she ends up knocking over this guy and this guy ends up being her professor. It's Professor Hudson and he is like a total asshole and she like doesn't really jive with him very well. He ends up telling Joey about this job in the English department that like people would kill over. And then he ends up saying that she is like not, she doesn't have like the requirements for his class. And she's like, I promise I can keep up. And so he's like, okay, fine. Like if you can spend the rest of the day, which is like half of a day reading this book before the first class, then like you can, you can join the class, or whatever. She ends up like not reading the first book. Like it ends up being this like whole, th this whole thing and like whatever. And like, there'll be more about that to come. Audrey and Pacey bring Jack Osborne back from California, which seems like such a cheesy way to grab attention. He makes several reoccurrences in this season for no reason at all, but it's supposed to say that, like, this is how, like, lush Audrey's life is in California. Like, she's, like, BFFs with the Osbournes, which is so random. Um, Pacey is super scruffy. He's, like, got this whole, like, goatee thing going on. Audrey's dad got Pacey a great job interview selling stocks and Audrey's worried that the fun of their summer is going to wear off because Pacey's like kind of trying to be serious about this job and then Pacey tells Joey under any circumstances do not let him crash with them and Joey's like well why don't you just tell Audrey like you need a break like you need some space from her and whatever and he's like because I just can't and like whatever so Joey complies and Pacey doesn't end up saying and they get a little bit of a break. Jack is bringing home random guys every single night and Pacey ends up asking Jack if he wants to get a place of their own together because Pacey doesn't have a space of his own. He's like sleeping on Grams' couch and Jack is like sneaking guys in because they're in Grams' house. So they're like, oh, let's be roomies. Like this makes perfect sense. So Pacey goes to see an apartment and the owner is British. Her name is Emma. She sticks around. Um, she sends Pacey away because he's essentially jobless. Like, he has a job at interview, but he doesn't have a job. And he wants Jack to move in, too. And she's like, yeah, no. So um, 
eventually they end up running into Emma at Hell's Kitchen and Paisley's like, look, here's Audrey. She's my girlfriend. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. Like, I'm not going to try to hit on you. And Audrey's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to agree with you because she's hot. I don't want you living with a hot girl. And then he's like, okay. And he like introduces her to Jack and he's like, Jack's gay. So it's like, you know, whatever. And I think it's funny. (laughs) She's like, he's like, Jack, gay. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, good for Jack then, (laughs) which is really funny. I'm not like explaining it very well, but it's funny. So then, um, like they're like, you know, trying to get this apartment and whatever. And it's just like, not like, she's just like, yeah, no, I really don't care. Like I, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, Pacey and Joey end up talking about the fact that he did not want to stay with Audrey. And he tells her that like, it was exhausting. Like they were at different parties every single night. And Joey was like, listen, you break your heart. I break your face, which I think is like her being a good friend. She doesn't have these moments very often, but like she's being a good friend. Jen tells Grams that she's happy, like, she's doing good, like, her parents getting divorced is, like, exactly what she needed, and then she goes to class, and then Grams ends up being in Jen's class. In another one of Jen's class, Jen is in a class with Jack, and they have a really cute professor, and Jen's like, I think he's gay, but then he ends up saying something, something, my wife, and so it kind of, like, puts that, like, whatever, but, like, Jack, like, really is, like, oh my god, he's gorgeous, and, like, whatever. Dawson calls Joey and leaves a voicemail that he's in town and he wants to meet her at a coffee shop and he's like, you know, I know we haven't talked all summer, but I want to see you, blah, blah, blah. Dawson doesn't end up showing up at the coffee shop and Joey ends up late to her class and this is the class with the guy, I guess, I don't know if I, I don't know if I explain this or not, but this is Professor Hudson's class. So she's sitting in the class and Audrey calls her phone and so Professor Hudson answers And she's like, hey, it's Audrey. Dawson couldn't make it. He wants to meet you and the gang at Hell's Kitchen at 8.30, okay? And, like, you know, like, he's, like, really, like, shitty with it. Which, I mean, your phone should not be going off in class. So it's, like, kind of fair. Um, Professor Hudson asked Joey her thoughts about the book. And she wasn't able to read the whole thing. So she doesn't have the answer. And then Oliver motherfucking Hudson, Eddie Dolan, he comes in. And he has beef with Joey's answer. He's a student in the class. He stays around. Don't you worry. Um, He has beef with Joey's answer. And so he kind of has like a rebuttal because she hasn't read the whole book and like whatever. So um, Eddie like gives this like, yeah, your opinion's kind of garbage thing. And then he like winks at her and Joey is slightly annoyed. But it's like, you didn't even read the whole book. Like Joey, I have issues with Joey, especially in the later seasons. But like this season, I'm like... You did not even read the whole book. Why do you feel like you're entitled to be upset that your opinion is actually not great? You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. So Audrey, later on when they meet together, Audrey tells Joey that Todd hired Dawson to be his assistant again. Todd is the guy who fired him on his first day, like way back when. And she's kind of regaling that they never even saw Dawson. Like he was up before the sun rose and he was gone and like whatever. Um... Audrey is frustrated that Pacey wants to leave early from Hell's Kitchen because his interview is tomorrow and she got them a really fancy hotel for their last night and she's like, listen, you can just rest. It's fine. Like, I won't, like, harass you. Whatever. They're, like, kind of teetering in, like, this, like, you know, issue. Like, it's just, like, gonna keep being a thing. Um, Joey has this, like, job conundrum because Jack – because she – Emma offers her a job at Hell's Kitchen because she, like, handles this guy 
who's drunk at the bar like really well and Emma's like yeah like you should totally work here like we need another waitress but then she has this like English job that this mean professor or like whatever gave her and Jack and Jen are like Joey you always do the sensible thing like you're gonna end up working for the mean professor and they leave and they she says that she's going to stay because Dawson hasn't shown up yet and they give this they give each other this like knowing look and they're like oh it's cute because they know that she's staying because Dawson hasn't shown up yet so then Joey stays late. She ends up leaving and then Dawson pops up out of a cab as she's leaving. Dawson tells Joey that he answered the phone and Steven Spielberg was on it and he was like, please hold. And he's just like telling her all these things like that have happened and whatever. And it's been kind of a whirlwind and whatever. And Dawson says that she looks great and that general, general rules don't apply to them so he can say things like that and like whatever. And he tells her that the reason why they didn't talk is because he was so busy, but he also felt very content about their like relationship and he didn't want to ruin that like content feeling. And then Joey was waiting for a song to come on the whole time they were at Hell's Kitchen and it didn't come on. And then it obviously comes on now that her and Dawson are sitting there. And she said it reminds her of a time when they were at the movies and his mom came to pick them up in the rain. This is one of my favorite quotes. It's one of my favorite quotes. So she says that it was raining and he grabbed her hand. Or it was raining and his mom came to pick them up and they had to run for it. So he grabbed her hand and she says, it was probably only 10 seconds or so, but when we got in the car, all I could think about was the fact that you held my hand. It gives me so many feelings. I can't. Oh my God. So Dawson like takes Joey over to dance by the jukebox and it's cute and whatever. And I probably should have been paying attention to the songs this episode, this season, but I totally didn't. There are way more songs this season than there have been, like, the last two. I kind of, like, fell off with that, but there were some pretty decent songs I probably should have paid attention to. So Dawson walks Joey home, and she tells him that he can stay in Audrey's bed because she's not there, and they she falls asleep, and then... Um, he wakes up and he like fast forwards the clock because it's her birthday and he tells her happy birthday and he was the only one that remembered and um Dawson thanks Joey and he says that he wouldn't be doing what he would what he was doing without her and um that she's with him everywhere she goes I think he gave her a snow globe I didn't write that down but I think he gave her a snow globe and then Dawson and Joey end up sleeping together finally but ew Episode two is called The Song Remains the Same. So Joey wakes up, Dawson went out for breakfast, and then Joey says that they should probably stop and think about what it means, and Dawson kisses her, and he's like, yeah, maybe later. Todd calls Dawson, and he's late, and he's like, I gotta go. Like, I have to go deal with this. <laughs> Todd says, I'm going to need an espresso and some sort of pastry-type situation. My spirit animal. I love it. So Joey ends up going back to Hell's Kitchen for the job, and then she bumps into Eddie, and she's like, you need to apologize. And she's like, so she's so snarky. It's not even funny. She's such a press. Emma tells her that he's the bartender and she's a little shook. Cause she's like, well, cool. I just accepted this job and now I have to work with this guy. Who's kind of a dick to me. Like, great. Dawson ends up taking Joey around the set later and it's Dawson's house, like totally recreated. It's going to be used in a scary movie, which is a little weird, but I have a feeling it's probably the actual set that they use for Dawson's Creek, which I think is kind of fun. You get to see this like very bare bones sort of behind the scenes situation. I can't even imagine what it was like to film that because it's like you're kind of showing some secret like things, but you're actually not. And then um, t another funny Todd quote, he says, Leary's got a bird because he's, I think he's British. So that's fun. So Jen is ranting to Grams about the patriarchy and there's this guy that's sitting next to them listening and she's like, excuse me, are we bothering you? And he's like, no. And she's like, great. Maybe you could get your own conversation. And the guy said that he was wondering where he knows her from, but 
he recognized her voice. He's heard her on the radio. And she's like, yeah, we had creative differences, so I don't work there anymore, whatever. This guy is Jensen Ackles, who is in CJ, who is in CJ. His name is CJ. Um, he's in Supernatural. And so I was looking, and this is like right before Supernatural. So this is like the total CW thing where they like give him a stint on another show to like feel him out or like get his feet wet or whatever. And then they make him the lead. I don't know if it was like a tactic to like get people interested in him. And then like when they saw he was on another show, they're like, oh, I know him from this show. I don't know. But they did this with all of them, like Chad Michael Murray, et cetera, et cetera. Like they did this with all of them. So um, this is before Supernatural. His name is CJ. He asked Jen to be a peer counselor. And Jen's like, yeah, I don't think I'm interested. Also, side note, Jen has really bad bangs. Don't know what that's about, but whatever. So Paisley goes to the stockbroker interview. This guy, Rich, he's the boss. He's very intense, and he's like, the hours are long. The pay is crap, but people want this job because of hope. It's like playing the lottery, blah, 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 whatever. So Paisley is like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Like, let's do it. Um, Emma ends up letting Jack and Jack and I almost said Jack and Jen ends up letting Jack and Pacey move in. So it's Pacey, Jack, and Emma in this big apartment that looks like it only has one bedroom, but theoretically it has three. Audrey hasn't been going to classes, so that's just like a little aside. That's really all that's happening with Audrey. Dawson and Joey are kissing outside of Joey's dorm, and his phone rings, and it's a girl calling. And Dawson tells Joey that it was someone that he was seeing in LA, and then they're like outside of the dorm room and so Audrey comes out and she's like um hi we were trying to plan a surprise party for you but you guys are like standing out in the hallway forever so could you come in and so they go in and everybody's like surprise and then Joey immediately pulls Dawson into the bathroom and she's like I slept with you last night and you have a girlfriend and Dawson's like the girl meant nothing it's no big deal he's like that's what I went out for breakfast for was to call her and break up with her which is like ew ew he slept with her and the next morning went out for breakfast and was like, hey, I'm going to break up with you. Sorry, but I slept with like the love of my life last night. Like, ew. And then Dawson says that he doesn't want to end things. And Joey says that they made a mistake and everybody leaves the party. And it's just like very awkward and uncomfortable situation. And like Dawson, you fucked up. Episode three is called The Importance of Being Too Earnest. Joey is writing an email to Dawson and she like pours her whole heart out. It takes her all day. She's exhausted when she finished. She like literally wrote a novel and then she accidentally sends it campus wide. This is a thing that is not a thing. Like this is not a thing that actually happens. You can't send like a campus wide email like that. Like you have to specifically like find like I don't know maybe you can. I know that when I worked in the design office that I worked in like if I wanted to send an email to the entire team I had to specifically send a specific email to a specific email address and then that forwards it to the entire team. There's like almost no way I feel like to send it to like an entire campus but what do I know I didn't go to a big university so my husband did and my husband tells me it's also bullshit so I would trust that. So Everybody gets this email. Perhaps Professor Hudson reads this email out loud and like critiques her writing. And it's like super embarrassing. Everybody's talking about her. It's like she's like whatever. So she starts at Hell's Kitchen and people are talking about her email at Hell's Kitchen. And she's like super uncomfortable. Professor Hudson ends up coming to Hell's Kitchen. And he comes in and he's like like sitting there like kind of taunting her. And he ends up ordering. He, okay. So he orders a tuna melt and a beer. And she's like, okay, what beer? They're a bar. 
No one can order a beer and just assume that that is like one thing. That makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. So he's like sitting there and he is like, you know, trying to like whatever. And Joey tells Hudson that she's not a quitter and she is like not going to like quit his class even though it's like way too much for her. Which is funny because she tried to drop Wilder's class last year. So she absolutely is a quitter. Hudson tells Joey to put the work in and make it worth it. And to take the criticism and keep on working. And that's like pretty much that. Um, Joey is wearing a tank top over a t-shirt. Like spaghetti straps over a t-shirt. Which is an interesting look. Um, Joey says, I need two beers and a vodka tonic to Eddie. Who's the bartender. Like... Two beers. What kind of beers? What kind of vodka? Like, this is just so hilarious to me that they couldn't even specify, like... there. And also, that's not how... Unless it's, like, a really small bar, which I don't think it is, but, like, more often than not, like, you put it into a computer and the computer prints a ticket and the bar gets a ticket. Like, you don't just go up and say, I needed this, I needed this. And if you did, you'd probably write it down and say, this is what I need. So, like, the act of, like, saying, like, oh, I need this doesn't even make sense. Eddie is so freaking cute. He is like the quintessential older guy that you meet at your first job and you're like, oh my god, like you have a crush and it's like, he gives you butterflies. Like he is so cute. I freaking love him. He's super charming. He's like very adult. I think I say this later on, but I think that Eddie is a very good mixture of Dawson and Pacey. Like all of the best qualities of each of them. Like he is like the perfect man. I love him so much. I love Pacey, but I love Eddie. And I honestly, if I had to pick, I probably would pick Eddie, which is like so crazy to me. But anyway, so the song that Joey and Dawson danced to like two nights ago or whatever comes on and Eddie sees Joey's face change and he's like, I hate this song. And he smiles at her and he kicks the jukebox and it changes the song, which is like, how charming. Like, oh my God. Like you might think he's like a little dick, but like he's actually really not. And it's so freaking cute. Um, Joey's late to her class again, and she gives this, like, snarky rant, and Professor Hudson is happy that she's there, and then Eddie smirks, and they share a look, and I'm just like, oh my god, I love him. Um, this is just me gushing about Eddie for an entire season, okay? Okay. So, Rich gives Pacey all of the cold day in hells, which are people that would, like, never buy stocks, like, ever, a cold day in hell before they would buy stocks. And Rich tells Pacey to, like, get in the game. Like, he's going to pick up a fancy car because he makes a lot of money at this job. And so it gives Pacey, like, this incentive to, like, okay, I want to be, like, that guy. I want to have what he has. I want to make what he makes. Like, I'm going to work my ass off. And he ends up landing this really tough client. Pacey's tough client is a guy named Mr. Fricky, which is the same name of the guy that reviewed the B&B in season two. And I was looking and somewhere in the credits, there's someone, some woman named something Fricky. So that's where they got the name from, but they shouldn't have reused it because I, I absolutely noticed it. Um, so he ends up selling to this guy who like never would whatever. And then Rich ends up taking credit for Pacey closing the deal. And Rich ends up asking Pacey, like, you think that someone didn't do the exact same thing to me? Like, just get over it. Like, just keep, keep doing it. Like, keep doing what you need to do and whatever. Um, and then Pacey just is like up and at him early in the morning. Like he gets to work before everybody else and he's just like busting his ass and he's just going to keep going. So 
he's like really embracing like the suit and tie thing. Audrey hates it, but he is like really into it. And then I have this other note about Pacey. This is like an aside, but he like hugs he like hugs Audrey, but he does this like V stance where he spreads his legs really wide so that like the girl can have like her two legs standing like you know, kind of in between. And then he like wraps his arms around and like looks low down into like their face or whatever. It's so freaking cute. And I freaking love it. Like you just have to see it, I guess, to understand it, but it's so cute. And then the only other note I have is that Jack talks to his teacher at the movies, the like gorgeous teacher and his teacher doesn't even know who he is. So that's kind of embarrassing. But again, that's like literally all I have for Jack. I have literally nothing for Jen. Like their story is nothing this season. And it's kind of embarrassing to be honest. For main characters to have no story. It's kind of embarrassing. Episode 4 is called Instant Karma. And Dawson has to go pick up this girl Natasha at the airport. She's the lead for Todd's movie. Natasha arrives and she is super drunk. And then we find out that Natasha is the one that Dawson was dating. Who he broke up with because of Joey. They're filming a scary movie. Which I think is funny because the like writer or producer or whatever for the show Kevin Williamson he's the person that did scream the movie so I think it's funny that it's like a scary movie that they're filming um I realized in this episode I've never realized this or put this together before but Natasha is the girl who plays Carver and bring it on um and then when I was like doing some bring it on googling I realized that Casey from Bring It On is Lulu from Gilmore Girls, which is amazing. And then there's also, I I guess I wrote this note later. Um, I guess maybe she hasn't shown up yet. So I'll, I'll end up coming back to it. But the girl who plays, I think, Jamie on Bring It On, like the, I, I don't want to say Asian girl, but the Asian girl, um, she is also on the show. And I assume that that is why it's like, these two girls from Bring It On, like, I think that it was probably, like, they ended up coming over together, and I don't know how it happened, but I think it's fun. I totally, totally had zero idea that she was from Bring It On. I think it's amazing. So, Pacey has to stay at work and study, so he's bailing on this party that they're supposed to go to, and Audrey ends up saying that she's not going, but Jen begs them to go. Rich tells Pacey that he ends up having to come out to these clubs with the big bosses, and, like, he has to... Like, he, he has to go. Like, he can't not go. And so it's kind of a situation where I honestly think that this has happened with my husband and I before. So I kind of empathized with the situation before where, like, it looks really fucking shitty that you just, like, didn't show up to something because you had to work. And then all of a sudden, like, you're out at a bar or something with your bosses. But it's, like, when you're in these kind of environments, these work environments, like, these political environments or these, like, real powerful sort of situations like you have to be in the right place at the right time in a lot of situations and so if you pass up those opportunities like you miss out on things like this is like a kind of obscure reference but there's this time on friends when Jennifer Aniston works in this office and she takes up smoking because she's missing these like super like big important conversations that they have when they go take smoke breaks it's kind of like that where it's like if you're not there for like one night out like you kind of miss the boat and so it's a situation where Pacey's like no like like he he's totally 
Like, he did not lie to Audrey. Like, he went to work. He was working. Like, he was doing exactly what he was doing. And he was exactly where he's supposed to be. He could not go to the, some frivolous party. However, when your boss is like, I need you to come. We're going out. You have to come. Like, you don't have a lot of room to say no. It's still essentially part of your work. Like, you know, you're not doing the work that you want to be doing. But you're still kind of, like, playing the game. And that's important, too. And so... Pacey and Audrey end up running into each other and she's mad that he lied and he didn't lie. He like still, he had to work, but he ends up saying, we don't all live in Audrey land. And he says that his job is important to him and he likes it and he's good at it. And like, the thing is, is like, Audrey can do whatever she wants because she's rich and Pacey doesn't have that to fall back on. So he has to kind of play the game. He has to kind of like do what Rich wants him to do and kind of follow his lead. And if he says, we're going out to bars, then he's got to go do it. And Rich even gives Pacey credit for like, there's all these girls that hit on him throughout the night and he turns them all down. He's like, you know, I give you credit for that. And it's like, he's not doing anything with like malicious intent. Like he's not, he's not like out there, like to be out there, like, you know, hooking up with girls and like not hanging out with Audrey when she wants to hang out with him kind of thing. Like he's genuinely there because like his boss asked him to come and it's like good for his like longevity in this career to be like, you know, somebody that he, like, keeps in the loop and those kind of things. So it's just, like, a shitty situation. But I actually understand it because I, we've had to navigate several political minefields in my husband's jobs before. So I get it. Um, Jen ends up running into CJ at the party, and he goes on this long rant about how people drink at parties. And Jen's like, okay, cool. Like, I was planning to drink and have fun, but, like, thanks for ruining it for me. Um, I think, I don't know, at some point, I don't even think I wrote this down because it's not important, but CJ is like sober. He used to be like an alcoholic or something. And so he's sober now and it's like a whole thing. That's why he does this like peer counseling and all that and whatever. CJ's kind of a bore to me. I don't love him. Um, Jack's teacher ends up showing up at the party, which is totally weird. And he ends up telling Jack that his wife is pregnant. And then he ends up taking Jack home later. And he says that he was hoping to run into him, which is kind of like an AKA that he's like interested in Jack, which is like, you are maybe not gay. You have a wife at home who is pregnant, but sure you're at a party and you're trying to run into your student. Like that's cool. So Audrey's getting really junk and Jen is kind of getting worried. And then this creepy guy is hitting on Audrey. He's the same guy who was in the band hitting on Jen back when Jen was dating Dawson. Like, why can't we get some new people? Like, even if it's just some random extra, like, why do we have the same guy? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and she's like, don't you think she's a little drunk? And he's like, don't you think you should mind your business? And then his friend ends up blocking Jen from getting upstairs. And so then CJ ends up helping Jen get Audrey safely out and whatever. Eddie calls Joey safe. He tells her that she's safe and I don't know, whatever. Um, she doesn't take any risks. So then Hell's Kitchen has this big order and Eddie says he needs Joey to go with him to take it. Joey realizes that they're delivering it to Dawson's movie set and it's kind of awkward. And then Joey has to go up to Dawson and get the the money for the food. Um, Natasha and Joey end up meeting and Natasha's like, you have the nerve to bring her here after he said that he's the that Natasha was the best sex of her life and then he broke up with her on her answering machine. And Eddie overhears this. Todd's face is hilarious. He like looks bewildered and then he looks at Dawson and he gives him this like approving nod and he's like, yeah, which I think is so, Todd is so, so funny. 
Um, Natasha goes to her, like, trailer. She won't come out with Dawson there. She said that Todd, like, has to fire him or she's not going to do it. And Todd is sad about it, but he's like, look, like, I'm sorry, but I can't not have my lead actress and whatever. Dawson pays Joey and he asks if they could have make it, if they could have made it work. And she says probably not because they never do. And then, like, Natasha realizes that Dawson is sad and so she gets his job back. And she says that Dawson really hurt her and she really liked him a lot. And it's just kind of... Like, not only did he break up with this girl, like, after sleeping with Joey, but he left her a message on the answering machine. Like, is this Dawson Leary? Are we supposed to say that he's, like, better than Pacey? We're supposed to say he's his, like, knight in shining armor? Like, Dawson's actually kind of a dog. Like, Pacey didn't do that to anybody. Whatever. So, Eddie tells Joey that he's always wanted to be someone who followed his impulses, and that's kind of why he was talking about risks and saying that Joey was safe, and then Joey ends up kissing Eddie, and she says that she was just following an impulse, and he says that she wasn't, that she's hurt, and that she was just trying to forget Dawson, and he says he doesn't mind that she kissed him, but he does mind that it's because she was trying to get over someone else, so he's like, the next time you kiss me, like, I don't want it to be because you're, like, trying to get over someone else, and then he offers her a ride home, and then... Pacey ends up coming over to Audrey's and she's like still mad at him but she says that he can come in and hold her which I totally get like that's such a thing where it's like I'm still mad at you but can you just come in here and cuddle me for a little bit (laughs) because I need comfort of my best friend but um I'm also mad at you because you're my significant other and you made a mistake so it's just funny I also don't know if you can hear or not, but it is freaking recycling day. So every fucking truck and their fucking mom is driving up and down the street right now. And it's really helpful. Episode five is called The Imposters. I wrote, I heart Eddie. No idea why. I just fucking love him. It's fine. Audrey's being kind of weird with Pacey. Um, Emma hates Audrey. Like she's like so frustrated because Audrey's always over. She's like using the shower, whatever. But she's in the shower singing and Emma needs a lead singer to be in her band. So she asks Audrey to be in the band. Audrey tells Pacey that she needs him to be at their gig later that night. But he's like kind of like, oh, I don't know, like whatever. Um, and she's like, no, I really need you to be there. Audrey's kind of acting weird with Jen. And she tells her that she doesn't remember anything from the other night. The band that she joined is like screaming heavy metal. It's not a good look. Jen is cute in this episode. She seems like younger and more innocent than she has. She's like very light and breezy, which maybe your parents divorcing and like no longer fighting each other will do that to you. Um, Todd's movie is over budget and behind schedule. Heather is from Bring It On. She's Whitney from Bring It On, not Jamie. She's Whitney. Jamie, I think, is her little sister. Um, this was two years after Bring It On. So I think that this was definitely intentional that they both were on it together. Um, Dawson helps paint Natasha in a good light because she's at the risk of being fired. And like, they're trying to figure out how to get the movie to look a little bit better. And Dawson like pulls a lot of strings to try to get it to be like a better situation. Um, Professor Hudson is ragging on Joey again, so Eddie sticks up for her. Hudson and he end up getting into a conversation that only they really understand, um, about things that he says that Eddie would rather not bring up. Eddie ends up leaving, Joey chases him, and she's like, what's the problem? Like, she doesn't know, like, like, what's going on or whatever, and he's like, you don't know what you're talking about, just leave it alone. Joey asks Emma about Eddie, and Emma says that Eddie's not a student, And Joey's, like, really confused because, like, he very clearly is. So, Joey ends up showing up at Eddie's house. And, like, 
he's not there. Like, she's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And then Eddie comes to Health Kitchen, and he tells Joey that he accidentally sat in the class, like, outside. And then he kind of was joining the classes, and he just sort of started sitting in on classes that he wasn't even taking and he wasn't even paying for. And um, he tells Joey that he wasn't being nice by, like, sticking up for her. He was just showing off. I also wrote a note that I love Joey's ombre two-tone hair situation. It's probably not a great ombre. It's, like, pretty blunt and noticeable. But she's got this, like, ombre hair situation. I really like it on her. Jack gets a bad grade on his paper. And he's pretty sure it's because he didn't take up his teacher on, like, the offer to, like, I don't know, hook up with him or whatever. And he says that he doesn't want to be his, wait, he says he doesn't want to be a part of a despised minority. I think his teacher said that. I think his teacher says he doesn't want to be a part of a despised minority. And then I was like, why are all of Jack's relationships political? His first date was about coming out at prom. Toby was this like gay rights activist. Eric was in the closet. The teacher's married and hiding and thinks like hiding that he's gay and saying he doesn't want to be a despised minority. And then he ends up with Doug in the very end of the show And Doug says he's not gay for six seasons. So it's like, can just one time Jack date somebody and it just be perfectly normal? Or is like this the times because it was the 2000s and we just have to make it a political statement? Like, justice for Jack. Pacey didn't end up showing up for Audrey's gig. Go figure. And then when they get back to the apartment, Pacey is asleep. He like stayed up all night the night before. He stayed up all night studying. He's like trying to study for his like, I don't know, stockbroker's exam, whatever that's called. And Audrey's upset, but she, like, kind of just, like, feels bad for him. And she's like, can you just take me home? I just want to sleep in my own bed. So they're headed for Splitsville, if you didn't know it already. Episode 6 is called The Living Dead Girl. This episode I really could have done without. Um, so I just lost it. Um, it's another fucking Halloween episode. So, you know. Audrey and Pacey are dressed up as Sid, as, as Sid and Nancy. Jack is a vampire. Jen is a dark angel. Dawson's dressed up like men in black or something, I think. Todd tells Dawson that the stage that they're having the party at is haunted. And um, there's this girl who had an affair with her director. And Dawson's getting these, like, weird vibes from Todd and Natasha. And he asks if there's something going on with them because it seems like they're, like, kind of, like, canoodling. Dawson keeps seeing this, like, dead girl everywhere. And he sees Todd and Natasha flirting a lot. And then he sees Todd and Natasha going into a room alone and he goes to confront them and there's this whole group in there with them. And so he's like kind of confused. There's like daily footage of the dead girl and like it's just like kind of scaring him. And then he sees like Todd and Natasha like whatever. And then he ends up finding out that they were just pranking him. And then Dawson and Natasha end up getting back together. Pacey sees Audrey got an F on her paper and then they get into an argument about her failing. And Audrey tells Pacey that she's not going to class because she's depressed. And then at one point later on, Audrey overhears Pacey and Emma talking and he says he thinks that the fun is over and he doesn't know if he ever loved Audrey and he doesn't think like he wants to be with her anymore. And then Audrey breaks up with Pacey because she's like, well, fuck you if you're going to talk about like, you know, if you're not going to do it, then I will. Jack forced Jen to call CJ and invite him to the party. So CJ comes to the party and he brings a guy. And so Jen's like, oh, he's gay, but he's not gay. But CJ does tell Jack that he's not interested in Jen. And then Jack and David, who is CJ's friend, decide that they're going to go get coffee because David is actually gay. Joey makes a deal with Professor Hudson to let Eddie come back to class. And she's going to babysit his daughter, Harley, who's like 15. I love Harley. Um, Eddie invites himself to go out with Joey and Harley. And Eddie tells Joey that he went back to Hudson's class just to see Joey. And like that's why he kept going back because he wanted to see her. 
Joey is scared because they go to a haunted house and she ends up jumping into Eddie's arms and she asks him to let her go after she's no longer scared and he says, you know what, I don't think so and he kisses her and I love it so much and then she ends up remembering that they're supposed to be fucking watching Harley and so they have to go find Harley and then Joey tries to give Harley some like hope about her dad like because she kind of has experience with like deadbeat dads or like whatever because her dad just like dates girls and just like abandons Harley when he's supposed to be watching her and things like he just like doesn't have time for her and Harley tells Joey that she hopes like someday a guy looks at her the way that Eddie does and I was like oh my god because Eddie Dolan is amazing we love him so so much episode seven is called ego tripping at the gates of hell Jen is hardcore chasing CJ but he's not interested I don't know you know what actually that's not true because I remember her doing it with Dawson I was gonna say I don't understand why this like super smart intelligent like sassy sexy girl needs to just like chase men this way but I guess it's something she does all the time so whatever CJ tells Jen that it seems like Audrey is depressed and he also tells Jen that he doesn't date and Jen won't let up and she tries to kiss him and that obviously doesn't go well the gay slash straight teacher is leaving the school because he got like an offer blah 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 whatever um Jack ends up late for his date with David because he goes to see the teacher and spend time with the teacher and his teacher hit on him and he turned down again and then Jack is super late for his date with David but it works out because David's a little puppy dog and he doesn't care Eddie has this idea that Joey's wealthy like he he thinks that Joey comes from this like really privileged life because she goes to this really expensive college and you know you would think you would think at, Joey is one of the poor girls, but she's a poor girl that lives on the East Coast, and there's no such thing. The East Coast is expensive as shit. So, Audrey never told Joey that she broke up with Pacey because Joey hasn't really been around, which I don't think it's fair to say that she's been just, like, like spending time with Eddie. She's been working. She's had school. She's babysitting kids. Like, she's doing a lot. I don't think it's... I think Audrey kind of puts the blame off on Eddie, but I really don't think that's, like, what the deal is, but... She, like, mentally just hasn't been there for Audrey, so that's that. Eddie cuts Audrey off because she's completely wasted, and Eddie and Joey kind of get into, like, a tip about it. She's like, I'm not her keeper, and Eddie's like, no, it's worse, you're her friend. Audrey ends up going bananas. She, like, walks across the bar, like, licking glass, or kicking glass, spilling beer, like, she's making a complete mess. Audrey and Joey get into a fight because Audrey's depressed, and Joey hasn't been around to notice, and she wants to like come in and comment on her life when she hasn't been there and she doesn't think that's fair and then CJ ends up going and sitting with Audrey like after everybody's left and whatever Pacey is hooking up with a girl and she lets it wait hooking up with a girl oh oh because oh, they broke up okay Pacey is on a work trip with Rich and whatever and he's hooking up with a girl and she ends up letting it slip that Rich paid for her and he's like really pissed off and he goes off on Rich and like he like grabs him like he's gonna fight him and like the guys like break it all up and whatever. This is like just a nonsense little storyline. Um, Eddie says there's nothing good happening him with him and Joey and he's like, you know, basically telling her like, no, they're not gonna date. And then at the end of the episode, he shows up at Joey's door and he says that he wants to pursue her and Joey says that she wants to go on a date with him and that's kind of where they leave it. Eddie sending mixed messages is a thing that happens all season and we don't love it, but we love Eddie. Episode 8 is called Spiderwebs. I love this song. They go to a No Doubt concert, so that's why it's called Spiderwebs. I love the song Spiderwebs. It's like one of my favorite No Doubt songs. If not, I love Don't Speak, but then I think very close second is Spiderwebs. It just gives, I'm just like, sorry, you're not home right now. I'm walking in. 
Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't do it. Um, Dawson gets tickets because of Todd or whatever. He gives tickets to the group, to the concert. Dawson and Joey bump into each other, and it's awkward, but they're nice to each other. Todd ends up cutting the day early, and he gives Dawson his extra special tickets. Then Jen bumps into CJ, and she invites him to go to the concert. He and Audrey ended up sleeping together, and he's really into it, and she's not. Like, he's, like, kind of trying to pursue Audrey, and she's like, just leave it alone. Like, stop. Like, whatever. Which is like, Audrey, what the fuck, bro? What are you doing? Joey forgot Eddie and her tickets, so they're, like, trying to figure out how they're going to get in because it's too far to go back. Dawson and Natasha's tickets end up being for the wrong night, so they're trying to figure out how they're going to get in. Jen is trying to play matchmaker with Audrey and Pacey, and she's trying to, like, get them back together. CJ didn't know that Audrey had a boyfriend, so that's, like, an uncomfortable thing. And then CJ tells Jen that he's not interested in her. He's interested in someone else, and then Jen realizes that CJ slept with Audrey. So Pacey and Audrey make up, and then Jen tells Audrey that she knows about CJ and that they had been bonding, and she tells, like, her, Jen and Audrey had been bonding. And so now that she slept with CJ, like, that's kind of done. And she tells her, like, she's just, it's just sad. Like, she feels sad for Audrey. Um, Eddie's dad works at the venue, so he's able to get them in. Dawson and Natasha end up getting picked up by the police for trying to scalp tickets, and she thinks it's funny. And it reminds me of Cop Car by Sam Hunt. Like, she's just, like, a troublemaker. She gets them arrested, and Dawson's just like, what are you doing? But he's, like, kind of along for the ride. Um... CJ tracks down Audrey and he confronts her about having a boyfriend and he says that he likes her and they argue and then Pacey comes out to see what's going on and he hears what happens and then he punches CJ. They get into a fight. Emma yells at Pacey and she says like Audrey hurt him and he's just trying to save her and she like he just needs to move on and she kind of sets him straight. Um, Todd has to get Dawson and Natasha from jail and he's really pissed off but Dawson realizes that like Natasha was just trying to get him to have fun. And then Joey ends up telling Eddie about her dad. She's like, look, like, you think we're so different. Like, your dad having, like, you know, a job that he can, like, a job that he can be proud of and, like, whatever is, like, way more than I can say for my dad. Like, my dad just selling cocaine. So you've got one up on me. Like, you think your dad's this, like, blue-collar worker and it's, like, so embarrassing. But it's, like, your dad seems like a good guy and my dad's not really that great. Episode 9 is called Everything to Get Everything Put Together Falls Apart. Pacey takes Emma as his date to this office party. He, like, offers to buy her this fancy dress, and he's like, I really need you to come, and, like, I want you to look nice. And she ends up, like, cutting up the dress and putting safety pins in it and making it looking, like, really bizarre. And she ends up embarrassing Pacey. She's, like, acting, like, kind of trashy, like, unclassy. Like, she calls his boss out for being an ass, which nobody faults her for. And then she's in the bathroom, and she overhears these girls talking about how the guy with the hottest date at the party wins $1,000, and she's she's like are you fucking kidding me and she like kind of goes off on Pacey and then he apologizes to Emma and he says that he thought that she would win the contest because she was the most beautiful woman there and they end up kissing and then Jack comes home and they break apart this is a season our storyline I absolutely could have lived without there's no need for him and Emma to get together and they don't this is kind of like the only time that this happens but like I was thinking about it the fact that they didn't give Jenna storyline they absolutely could have done this with Pacey like they could have substituted Jen in for Emma and they could have had this little like kind of like they had that moment that one season I don't know season two or season three or season one I don't know when like Pacey and Jen had like a will they won't they sort of situation but they never really got together because they just were not ever interested in each other really but I think it would have been a good way 
maybe cathartic for her to like deal with this whole Audrey thing although I think it would be kind of shady to like hook up with Pacey because Audrey hooked up with a guy that she liked but I think there was a way that they could have done this storyline to just like intertwine them even more instead of bringing in someone new because they like literally just left Jen hanging out in the cold to be honest with this whole season it was just kind of unnecessary so I think that they could have just like you know substituted Jen in and then it would have given her more content and it's like I don't know and I I also said I think that she's interest I think that it's interesting that Jen didn't want to die spoiler alert because she would want to be able to come back if there's a reboot but she's literally not in these episodes at all like she does not have storylines at all and the storylines that she does have are kind of weak so it's like why I don't know I just don't like it um Eddie offers Joey his apartment for a quiet place to study so she goes there she's studying and then Eddie comes home and Joey's asleep on his bed he sleeps on the floor he's a perfect gentleman he wakes her up in the morning to give her like time to like you know keep studying and go to take take her test or whatever they end up sleeping together and she oversleeps and is late for her test why is this bitch always doing this this is not the first time that she's done this who who else did she do this with who is she dating she did this with somebody else where she overslept and she missed her test and then like Pacey maybe I don't know it's just like what why are you always doing this Joey asks Hudson if she can retake the test and he says no so she's gonna get a d in the class Joey and Eddie end up getting into a fight because he's like it's gonna be fine like you don't know and she's like and she says like no you know what it's not fine I don't know anything about you I don't know if you have dreams of your own but like this isn't okay and then Eddie says that he doesn't want their sleeping together to be a mistake to her Hudson ends up coming to Hell's Kitchen and he mocks Joey about the test and he is like kind of being a dick and then Eddie comes over and he's trying to talk to him about it and he's trying to get Hudson to like let her retake it and he tells Eddie that Joey is going places that Eddie never will and like Hudson's kind of mocking Eddie for being a loser and Eddie punches him in the face and then gets fired (laughs) but then at the end of the episode he takes Joey ice skating and they kind of make up um there's this handsome movie star that's starring and opposite of Natasha in Todd's movie and Dawson doesn't like how close he and Natasha are and Dawson overhears Natasha telling Max that Dawson's not her boyfriend he's just the PA which is like soul crushing and then Todd tells Dawson like leave it alone like don't confront Natasha like you've got a good thing going here you're gonna mess it up like just let it go it's one time it's one thing like keep going it's fine Dawson wants to confront her and so he's like not gonna listen to Todd Natasha lies and tells Dawson that she was in a room watching TV when he saw Max leaving her hotel room so he knows that they like hooked up and so he's just kind of like biding his time but he's gonna bring it up and it's not gonna go great for him and Todd was right and you should have listened. Episode 10 is called Merry Mayhem. It's a Christmas episode. I love the Christmas episodes. I think I hate the Halloween episodes and I always love the Christmas episodes. The Halloween episodes are always filler episodes and the Christmas episodes are always when they're all together. There are no exit episodes. So you tell me which ones sound better to you. Joey invites Eddie to come to Cape Side for Christmas, but he says no. So Joey is going to Cape Side. Audrey misses her flight because she was drunk. So Joey invites her to come to Cape Side as well. Um, there's one point where Joey calls her sister retarded. Eek. That's not a good look for the show. Um, Eddie ends up showing up at Joey's with a real Christmas tree. She talks about, oh, that's what she calls, she calls her, she's like, my retarded sister doesn't ever let us get a real Christmas tree. And I'm like, ugh. Um, but Eddie ends up showing up and he ha- he brought a real Christmas tree with him, which I think is fucking adorable. 
Dawson's mom has concerns about Natasha. She's, like, not really comfortable about this Natasha thing. And then Dawson confronts Natasha about Max. And he wants to know what they were doing. And she says they're just having fun and it's not serious. Um, Audrey is smuggling alcohol, like, all day. And Audrey tells Joey's dad that Eddie is a mixture of Dawson and Pacey. And I guess that's where I got this from. It's such a good call. She is absolutely right. He is the perfect mixture of Dawson and Pacey. Like, all the best parts of them. Um, Joey's dad is awfully judgmental for someone who was a crackhead and who was in jail for selling drugs, which that comes up soon, thinks Audrey. Eddie invites Joey to come to his family's for Christmas, and they're, like, getting all, like, cozy Christmassy vibes, whatever. Doug is worried about Pacey because he's being really flashy with his money. He's got, like, fancy gifts, and he's got a fancy watch, and he's got a fancy car and whatever and Doug wonders if his job is on the up and up like he's kind of thinking like his job might be a little sketchy and Pacey's like sure because god forbid I do anything right like god forbid I have a job that I'm just working hard at and I'm earning this and whatever like thanks for writing on my parade Todd is super drunk and he says grace and it's just funny Joey's dad says that he's proud of Dawson and he asks if he can give Eddie a job and he's being kind of condescending but Audrey butts in and she's like um Mr. Potter, can I ask you another question about prison? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, prison. So how do you have any right to judge Eddie? And she says, like, she ends up just, like, kind of going around the room and, like, slaying everybody. And she says, Pacey and Dawson hate each other. And they never will get over the fact that they are both still fighting over Joey, that they both still love her. Dawson and Joey slept together and they never dealt with it. And they'll never be able to be in functioning relationships with other people until they deal with it. And then Joey will always be Pacey's, like, one that got away. Audrey ends up crashing Pacey's car into the living room. She, like, goes outside. She, like, gets in his car, and she drives, and she crashes straight through Dawson's mom's living room. Um, Pacey asks Doug to make it go away. He's like, yeah, sure, just throw money at it. And he's like, listen, I care about her. I just want you to make this go away. Like, just take care of the the legal side of it, like, whatever. Jen tries to help Audrey and talk to her about what's going on, but Audrey, like, doesn't want to talk to her. Natasha tries to sneak out and Dawson catches her and they both say that they never loved each other. This was just supposed to be a fling. It wasn't supposed to be serious. Eddie ends up telling Joey that he was wrong for coming and it's too much too soon. He can't deal with it. He leaves. This is Eddie being flaky once again. Like it's just like, ugh, come on, dude. He just is, he's just very insecure. I don't know why men are so insecure around this girl, but he's so insecure. Dawson and Joey make a truce, and she says it was easy to pretend to hate him because she knew that he would always be there, and it's like, la la la, we're soulmates, it's fine. Episode 11 is called Day Out of Days. Joey hasn't talked to Eddie. Harley shows up at Hell's Kitchen, and she's living with her dad now, and Joey tells Hudson about Harley showing up, and he tells her to stay out of it. Um, Joey takes Harley to Eddie's apartment to see what's the deal with him not returning her messages, and Eddie's apartment is completely empty. Um, that Joey and Audrey or Joey and Harley are talking at one point and Joey says something about how Harley, I think she says something about Harley's virginity or something. And she's like, yeah, probably lost it years ago to a trucker named Bubba, which is a recalling back to like the second episode or something when Joey says that, or maybe even the first episode where Joey says that to Jen, which I think is fun, kind of cute. Hudson gives Joey money for watching Harley and kind of taking care of her. And they end up striking a deal that she'll watch her after school so she's a waitress, she's a student, she's babysitting, she's a jack of all trades, it's fine. Um, I don't know where she has all the time to do this, but good for you, Joey Potter. Jen is training at the crisis center, but her and CJ keep fighting. They have this, like, you know, issue, this, like, tiff, because he slept with Audrey. So she's, like, working there because she's good at it, but 
she also doesn't want to be there because she doesn't vibe with him very well anymore. Um, the production company wants Todd to do reshoots, reshoots and he ends up throwing a fit and then Dawson comes back for another meeting trying to get them to calm down because he doesn't want the film to be ruined by a new director and he's, they realize that he's like been cleaning up Todd's mess this whole time. So the production company says that Dawson can direct the reshoots. Um, and Todd gives Dawson his blessing and Dawson says that Todd is his mentor and Todd's like, I'm going to go live my life and have fun. Like you take care of this. Like I, it's all in you now. I'm totally fine with that. Audrey is at a party in California and she ends up calling Dawson for a ride and Dawson's there for her. And then Pacey has been spending his lunch hours with Emma. This is like a weird, another little weird thing where he tries to make it happen with Emma. It's so unnecessary. He tells her about like the Pacey that he used to be like, he used to wear Hawaiian shirts and he used to have a boat and all this stuff. And she says that he sounds like a cool guy. And she says, you know, if that guy's still there, like meet me for lunch tomorrow in a Hawaiian shirt and whatever. So Pacey's at work and he has a Hawaiian shirt on and he's supposed to leave to go meet Emma, but Rich doesn't let him leave because he's behind on work because he's been hanging out at the aquarium all week. So that is kind of like it with Emma. Like there's no like, I don't think there's any more with that whole relationship and thank God because that was so unnecessary. Episode 12 is called All the Right Moves. Once again, Jen has a terrible haircut. Emma asks Joey to clean out Eddie's locker because it's taking up space and she ends up finding a manuscript that he wrote. Harley convinces Joey to call Eddie at his parents' house, and he answers, and then she hangs up because she's not an adult. Harley cuts class and shows up at Hell's Kitchen, and she says that she had an errand to run in Worcester, which is where Eddie's from, and she brought Eddie back. Harley told Eddie that Joey was pregnant to get him to come back, and Eddie tells Joey that she deserves to be with the, guest, the best guy in the room, and she says that he says that she should have whatever she wants, and she says, I wanted you. Harley tells Joey to let her dad read Eddie's stories and her dad refuses but Harley says like I'll work on him and she like purposely leaves her backpack so that he has to come back and he comes back and he says that he read a few stories and he could help Eddie get into a California writing program and Joey tells Eddie what Hudson said about his writing and she tells him that he can be a coward about their relationship but not his life and he kisses her and he tells her that he loves her <sighs> Eddie I don't like this but whatever um, Rich invites Pacey to this, like, important party, and Pacey meets a girl there. I'm pretty sure she's a reporter, and Pacey's name is going to be on all these transactions with this one account, and I vaguely remember what happened, but he's, like, gonna get screwed, basically. I thought there was gonna be more to this, like, his name being on the account, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really end up coming into fruition, but I thought it was. So, Audrey comes and apologizes to the group. She, like, looks fresh and clean, and she's, like, kind of got her shit together and she's like if you guys want to call me sometime that'd be cool because I love you guys and I miss you and she cries and they all hug her Emma's band is auditioning people to be the lead singer to replace Audrey and they have this like big big fancy gig at a really cool club and so Audrey pleads with them and she's like I'll be on my best behavior like let me do this I can do this I'm so sorry she ends up like really nervous she's never performed sober so she gives into temptation and she takes like this pill and she's drinking alcohol um she is completely wasted and she's crowd surfing and she passes out on the stage in the middle of their performance she I don't know how she gets home but she like breaks a glass in the dorm room when she gets home and she passes out and then when Audrey comes home she finds when Joey comes home she finds Audrey unconscious episode 13 is called rock bottom Audrey's going to rehab she thanks Joey for everything it's like you know whatever Eddie comes to tell Joey goodbye because he's going to stay with his sister in California he's going to this program Hudson wrote him a recommendation and he's gonna do this like whatever this college in California 
Um, Audrey didn't show up for rehab. She's in a hotel room with Seth Rogen. Also unnecessary. This is Jack Osborne thing all over. There's two references to Ozzy Osborne in this episode, which is unnecessary. So Joey and Eddie end up having to drive Audrey to rehab. Audrey mocks Eddie and he tells and then tells Joey that she only took Audrey on this trip as an excuse to spend time with Eddie. Audrey doesn't want help. She's, like, not ready to go, so she ends up stealing Eddie's car. Eddie tells Joey that he's never cared about anyone as much as he cares about her. This guy is trying to get Audrey to go in his truck, and she, like, is beating him to the ground, and, like, Joey and Eddie show up, and they say that, like, they're trying to save her, and, like, she says that she's ready to go to rehab now, and then they go, they drop off Audrey, and then... Eddie and Joey say goodbye and that they love each other. And Eddie says they'll meet in Paris someday and they kiss, which is cute. And I'm sad. Grams and Mr. Smalls broke up because he wanted her to convert to Judaism. I totally forgot about Mr. Smalls. So Jen and CJ end up setting up Grams and his uncle Bill on a date. CJ says that he would never have hurt someone as amazing as Jen if he would have known like anything about her and he kind of like apologizes to her. Whatever. Gag me. Dawson is struggling as the director, and Natasha tells Dawson that he needs people to respect him to take him seriously, so he ends up firing a guy who's been mocking him, and he earns the respect of everybody, and he gets the job done. Natasha and Dawson had a fling, and it was fun, and they're just like, you know, blah, blah, bygones, bygones, I hope that I see you one day in the future, whatever. Episode 14 is called Clean and Sober. Jack and Pacey have a late housewarming party. Emma ends up bringing this guy Gus home, and she says that she's engaged. She quit school, so her visa is expired, and she needs to get married if she wants to stay in the country. And Jack is like, listen, don't marry him. Like, I'll marry you. Like, you can't do this. Like, this Gus guy is, like, a total buffoon. And Emma says that she couldn't do that to Jack. Like, she couldn't make him do that, whatever. Um, Gus ends up getting super drunk, and he, like, jumps and crashes and knocks over this, like, big-ass TV that they just bought. And so that's, like, a whole clusterfuck. So Emma is going to go back to Britain she's not going to stay in America she's not going to get married she's going to leave that's the end of Emma goodbye I'm sorry I don't really I Emma's okay but I just don't it's whatever um Joey decides that she's going to take the night off from saving people so she gets drunk she makes a joke to Pacey about him not being over her and then they play spin the bottle Pacey's about to kiss Joey when Gus crashes into the tv and then later Pacey tucks Joey into bed and he says of course I never got over you how could I just look at you which is like oh my god and then Joey leans up and kisses him, and she's like, that's to make up for, like, the spin-the-bottle kiss. I think that she's, like, not really aware of what she's doing at that point. She's, like, pretty drunk. And then Dawson goes to visit Audrey in rehab, and she apologizes for what she's done. And there's this whole thing that happens there. It's not worth talking about. Like, they see this, like, old famous director there and whatever. But she just apologizes because she wrecked his house and his life and whatever. Episode 15 is maybe, maybe my favorite episode of the entire series I cannot even remember what happens in the other seasons anymore because I know that there are episodes that I loved but this episode is maybe one of my favorites like this is the episode that I would go find on YouTube at random times to just watch just like not in context just watch like a random episode like I love this episode so much it's called Castaways and it's only about Pacey and Joey and they get locked inside a Walmart so, or a Kmart. Is it a Walmart? I think it's Kmart. So, Pacey takes Joey to this work function as his date. Um, it's not, 
it's like just platonic like there's nothing to it he just needs someone to be his date and this girl while he's there ends up offering to hook up with him so he's like I'm gonna take Joey home and then I'm going to go go back and get this girl and I'm gonna sleep with this girl so on the way they have to stop at a super Kmart because he needs condoms and it's closing and they end up getting locked in and they can't get out and they don't have their cell phones they left them in the car and they end up using the phone at Kmart but because it's a non-emergency no one will come and get them because it's freezing and there's a lot of accidents and there's rain and all this stuff. And so they're like very low priority because they're literally in like a super Kmart. So they have access to anything they could possibly need. So nobody is like rushing to come and help them. So Joey ends up finding the condoms in Pacey's pocket and he says that he doesn't want to talk about sex with her and he's upset that she's not upset because she's like, why can't we talk about sex? Like, we're adults. Like, we can talk about it. It's totally fine. We can talk about who you sleep with. And he's like, no, I'm upset that you're not upset. Like, that it's not hard for you to talk to me about. Like, it should be difficult because I'm your ex-boyfriend. And he's upset that she never seemed upset about their breakup. Like, there was no pining like there was with Dawson. And, like, she just kind of broke up with him and got over it. And she's like, that's not the case and, like, whatever. But it's, like, this moment where it's, like, he's kind of been holding on to this for a while, if you think about it. They broke up, like, several years ago. And he's just now, like, saying, like, yeah, it bothered me that it didn't seem like it mattered to you that we broke up. So Pacey ends up letting Joey shave his goatee off. And, like, she can see his face again. And he looks like old Pacey and it's like this like intimate moment and then he kisses her and he tells her that he's been wanting to kiss her all night he pretty much always wants to kiss her and then Joey wants to think about it and she kisses him and they they end she kisses she kisses him and they end up cuddling in like a sleeping bag because they have to stay the night there and she says that she misses him but it's just so adorable and it's so like it just like it's all the things that you want to happen between the two of them because you're like I, I still need Joey and Pacey in my life and they do it but then also it's so fun because it's like I feel like you're probably lying if you've never wanted to get locked into a store for a night or something. I always wanted to like live in a mall or get locked in a mall or something like that. There's a book I read in like fifth grade and it's the from the mixed up files of Miss Basil E. Frankweiler or something. And it's these two kids that like run away and they go live in a mall and they like eat in the food court and they get changed from like the water fountain and they just like sleep in the beds and the models in the department store or something like that. Like I don't remember it, but I just remember absolutely loving it. And I've always wanted like that's just like the dream for me. I don't know why. I have no idea. But like imagine like if you're stuck in like a Walmart or a Kmart or a Target, God forbid, you know, you just like watch a movie on all the screens and you play games and you're just running through the aisles and you're eating whatever you want and you're just like, that would be fantastic and anybody that says it wouldn't be is a fucking liar. It would be so much fun. Obviously, you have to pay for stuff the next day, so that's like not quite as great, but I just love this episode so much. It makes my heart happy. It's just like the perfect amount of nostalgia and whatever and this is like the episode I just like will go to if I just like I just need like one episode I just need one Pacey and Joey I just need one like whatever it's just it's adorable episode 16 is called that was then Joey and Pacey are going to think about things and figure out what they're gonna do 
Dawson is at his old film class from high school and he's talking to the class and there's a kid that's like very similar to Dawson and he's kind of watching his movie and things like that. Pacey's dad is in the hospital so he shows up and he's basically throwing money around. His dad is like really excited to see Pacey because Pacey's so successful. Pacey's like we need to get you your own room. We need to get you this. We need to get you that. And Doug's upset because Doug's the one that's stuck out there now that Pacey got out. Doug's the one that has to take care of the family now that Pacey's gone. Doug's the one that is like you know reliable, dependable, whatever. And Doug and Pacey kind of get into an argument about it because Pacey just can show up whenever he wants to and whatever. And like Doug's a little jealous and things like that. So um, when they talk about like when Pacey's leaving, um, his dad's like, hey, thanks for getting this private room. And Pacey's like, oh, I didn't do that. Doug did that. And it's like so sweet and so adorable. Pacey's always just the best. And then he goes to check on Gail and he sees Dawson and they bond over feeling old and they act like they're old friends. And it's kind of like a cute moment. I really like it. And I think it's adorable that he's going to go check on Gail because he's home. You know, he didn't expect Dawson to be there. So he's just going to go check on her because he's there and she's living alone. And she was like a mom to him. And it's just like, come on. Um, Joey is babysitting Harley again and she snuck a boy over and the boy is, the boy is missing her, the boy is missing her, I don't know what I was trying to say, um, but his name is Patrick and he reminds Joey of Pacey and so she's kind of just like thinking about Pacey and things and she leaves Pacey a voicemail and she tells him, I'm not going to look at you and think of everything that happened like in the past. I'm going to look at you and think of everything that could. And so that's like her kind of giving the green light like, yeah, let's do this. Like we'll date and see how it goes. Episode 17 is called Sex and Violence. Pacey and Joey were on a date and they go to kiss and it's kind of awkward um Pacey got a promotion Rich fires Pacey's secretary so Joey ends up coming to visit Pacey and Rich offers the secretary job to Joey everyone in the office is trying to get Joey's attention Joey is a terrible secretary Pacey told her that he likes coffee ready for him in the morning and she said well you were a chef you know how to make it and it's like wait what you're getting paid to do this job like the nerve of this girl the nerve and then she says that she made it a point not to learn secretarial skills excuse me miss hoity-toity east coast secretarial skills are below you fuck all the way off secretarial skills are like just basic organizational skills also and like if you're a writer like you could already do all of the computery like writing notes, dictation, like those kind of things that you would do as a secretary anyway. All the organization, all of the, like, get a grip. Get a grip. So um, this reporter comes, and this is the reporter that Pacey met at the party at one point. Um, and she wants to discuss how Pacey is quickly moving up in the world. And Joey is jealous because this girl is really pretty. And Joey ends up sabotaging their meeting on purpose. She spills creamer on the reporter. And then Joey and Pacey argue and they end up making out and they're like, you know, about to have sex on the couch in his office and Rich walks in. Pacey tells Joey that she can't work for him anymore because he can't concentrate knowing that she's there. And he asks her to come over when she's finished at Hell's Kitchen because she's also working. I mean, I got to give the girl her hustle. Like, she's always doing stuff. But, like, she's such a spoiled brat. Um, so he's like, you know, come over when you're done and, you know, we'll hang out, whatever. Because Pacey lives right across the street from Hell's Kitchen, if that wasn't clear before, because I don't think it was. Um, 
And then at the very end of the episode, Eddie shows up. Eddie, like, walks in. And she's like, holy shit. So, Jen and CJ are bickering because they're not having sex. CJ is so toxic. He's mad that she had such a huge sex drive for other guys and not for him. Like, he basically calls her a slut. Like, he, like, didn't want to be with her, had no interest in her. And then, like, when all of his options were open, then he's like, oh, yeah, you are a nice person. And it's like, well, maybe you could have just given her a chance in the beginning and you could have avoided, like, hooking up with someone who had a boyfriend and, like, all this other extra stuff. Like, he's just not good. I don't like him. Um, But CJ and Jen are being, like, really cold at dinner. And so Grams initiates this conversation about their sex life, which is really awkward. And, um... Like, she talks about how she really likes having sex with him, and Grams is just, like, relaying these information, and it's insane. Grams is, like, the real one, though, but whatever. Um, And they end up making up. Dawson pitches an idea that he wants to direct basically his life. He says that he needs, um, like, he wants to direct this or whatever, and they tell him that if he wants to get this off the floor, it needs to have a three-way, a stripper, or an affair with a teacher, all of which happened when he was in high school, and Dawson's like, I can do that. Because there, there was a stripper. Um, Eve was a stripper. Um, the affair with the teacher, Miss Jacobs, and then a three-way. I'm assuming, like, Dawson, Pacey, Joey is kind of the three-way situation. I don't really know, but there's definitely, like, three triangles happening. Um, and then Dawson's pitch only ends up going well because the guy is glad that Dawson hooked up with Natasha and he's like kind of like a dirtbag and he like just wants it to be like what like really slutty and whatever and Dawson goes to Todd for advice and Todd says you have to follow the work and then you get to work for yourself so he's like you know just do what they want you to do and then you can do what you want to do down the road and so he goes and he's like trying to sell this and like the like this girl the girl's stripper name is Sunset so you want to call it Sunset Boulevard or something and it's so funny because um, in the show, Eve is the girl who is the stripper who hooks up with Dawson, whatever. And so her name's Sunset Eve, Sunset Eve. You get it? Oh, my God. I was dying. This is the first time I ever paid attention to that. And then Dawson ends up telling them that he doesn't want to make this version of his story. Like, he wants to make his version of the story. And this is this is some more entitled bullshit. Like, Todd's like, dude, you got to pay your dues. Like, Todd was doing, like, music videos and stuff like that and terrible, like, whatever before he was able to do, like – what he wanted to do and like Dawson's like yeah I don't want to do that I just want to do what I want to do and it's like okay like you privileged assholes episode 18 is called love bites so at the end of the episode before it was like Eddie had come into the kitchen hell's kitchen and so Eddie came back to thank Joey and he says that he needs her in his life and she says no and she says you walked away and he says I came back and she's like I moved on which is like, oh my god. Um, Joey is chaperoning Harley's semi-formal. And Pacey's like, well, I'll go. That sounds like fun. You're going to be in a dress? Like, I'm, time me up. And she's like kind of surprised. And so Pacey and Joey get to kind of redo their prom because it went so badly. So they have like fancy corsages. And they have like really sweet like over-the-shoulder snuggles and kisses. And it's like really cute. And then Harley's date ends up getting into a fight because she's dancing with another guy. And, like, Pacey and Joey go and, like, pep talk Harley and Patrick, the boy, in the bathroom. And they're, like, it's basically, like, parallels of their lives when they were in, like, high school and things. Um, 
Joey tells Pacey that it's been wonderful, but she isn't feeling it. And he tells her that he's never, it's never felt more right. And she tells him that Eddie came back. And it's like, wait a second. Like, I'm all Team Eddie all day. I'm also all Team Pacey all day. So it's like, she's just like not feeling it. But then Eddie's here, so she's like, it just hurts my heart a little bit that she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. And so she goes to Eddie's and she kisses him. And I wrote that I love Pacey so much, but Eddie does something to me. I just think, so Pacey is not unattractive. I think that Pacey is attractive. But I think that Eddie is just more attractive. Eddie is just so charming. I told you, this is going to be just a whole entire episode of me gushing about how much I love Eddie. Um... He's just so charming and adorable and there's just like nothing, there's nothing bad about him except for the fact that he's kind of like so wishy-washy with his feelings with her. But like Pacey, Pacey's kind of been around the block. Pacey's got a lot of baggage. Like, you know, it's not, they don't like line up the same. Obviously I love Pacey and I love that they end up together and it's like perfect. But like when you introduce Eddie, it's just really hard for me to just be okay with I don't know. I can't choose. Don't make me. Jen finds out from CJ that Grams broke up with Uncle Ben, and she's kind of confronting her, and then Grams tells Jen that she has breast cancer. Grams and Jen's relationship is unparalleled. Like, even beyond Jen and Jack's relationship, I think, Grams and Jen, their bond is just so, like, genuine and wholesome, and I love it so much. Um, So Jen is, like, freaking out and she asks how she can help Graham she wants to help her and Graham's tells her she's not ready to die yet so don't give up on me and it's like oh my god don't don't kill Graham's um Dawson wants to invest his savings in Step Attack which is the stock that Pacey is selling which we know is going to be bad news because they put Pacey's name all over it um Dawson's mom asks him what he's going to do for income other than living at home and she's kind of kind of snippy with him because he's like you know, this is what I'm doing and whatever. And he's like struggling to write and he's like watching his early like Creek Days videos and stuff. And Dawson tells his mom that he doesn't have a backup plan because he doesn't want one. And it's like the privilege. I wrote, I literally wrote privilege and like underlined it. Like the privilege. Imagine just being like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And if it doesn't work out, like it has to because that's the only thing I'm going to do. And it's like, fuck, I can't with these people and their fucking lies. Let me go to UCLA and drop out. I don't want to have to take a loan to go to freaking Williamson or wherever the fuck she goes. Like, give me a break. Episode 19 is called Love Lines. Eddie tells Joey that she's been avoiding getting with him and he, like there's something going on and he's like not sure what it is. Audrey's back from rehab and this whole like whatever goes around like love line. I think that's like a show um, with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla are in town for an event at Boston Bay and Jen's hosting it. Jen breaks up with CJ and so basically the whole episode is like them in the audience and asking like listener questions basically. So CJ asks what do you do when your girlfriend randomly breaks up with you and Jen ends up telling CJ that he's perfect which he's not um but she's got a lot going on and then she ends up telling him that grams has cancer and that's why she broke up with uncle bill and that's why she just is kind of pushing him away because she just wants to focus on grams and he's like let me help you and like whatever and i guess he's good in that moment but whatever eddie asks why joey won't talk about sex with him and david 
Um, oh wait, that's a, that's the second thing. Um, they end up like it ends up coming out that Joey is struggling to trust Eddie, and so Eddie tells her she's just gonna have to take a leap of faith, and so they kind of like that's how they handle that. And then um, so David and Jack are dating. I guess I never mentioned this. Um, and he's supposed to save a seat for David, and this guy sits down and he's talking to this guy, and Jack has a very like charismatic personality. Like he's kind of flirty, like whatever. That's why he's like friends with so many girls. I feel like because he's just like flirty and fun and friendly. He's just very friendly and very outgoing and charming and charismatic. And um, David is like jealous because he's like you're flirting with this guy, and it's like I don't. I truly think that when Jack's in a relationship, he's like in a relationship, but um, he's like. You, you know, you were flirting with this guy. And, like, it's, like, I, I really don't think that he was, like, flirting with this guy. I really think it was just him being nice. This guy came and sat down, and it was, like, no big whoop. But David's jealous. And so David, David's question is, like, why is he openly flirting with another guy? But it's this episode's silly. And then, like, Audrey's, like, hitting on Dr. Drew, and she ends up hooking up with Adam Carolla, and it's, like, whatever. But um, it's basically just them all dealing with their relationship issues. Episode 20 is called Catch-22. So the waitress at the restaurant that Pacey is on a date with the reporter from previous episodes at is also Melissa Claire Egan who played Charlie's sister in other episodes. Melissa Claire Egan is the girl from um, All My Children who I love but I just think it's so funny that she plays multiple characters in the show. They reuse people so much. Um, he repeats Rich's performance with all the new incoming kids so he's like literally like living out his dream right now in this situation whatever like him and the reporter are dating he's like dating this fancy girl and he's going to fancy places and he's got all this money and he's like you know recruiting the new kids and like whatever so it's like everything's going great for Pacey um Audrey has to take summer school to make up for the fact that she missed so much school so that's whatever good for you Audrey good for you Joey's taking her finals and her and Eddie are talking about what they're going to do over the summer and they're going to go to Cape Side. And then Eddie ends up giving Joey a backpack and inside it, it says Europe on $5 a day. Joey says she doesn't get it. What do you not get? He gives you a backpack and he gives you a book that says Europe on $5 a day. Oh, clearly you're going to go rob a bank. Clearly you're going to go open up a pizza restaurant. Like, Clearly, he wants you to go backpacking to Europe with him. What the fuck? So, Eddie and Joey get into, like, multiple fights about the trip because she wants to, like, work and, like, save up money and then make a plan and, like, do it at the end of the summer. And Eddie just wants to, like, take a leap. He says take a leap of faith again, which I think is a little, like, this is the second time you've said it in two episodes, but whatever. Um, he wants to leap. Like, he's like, you know, let's go. Like, let's just, we'll just go and we'll get odd jobs and we'll do it. And I'm like, oh my God, how fucking romantic. Like, I cannot even, when you're in this situation and you're like she is, where she's so privileged and she doesn't have, like, all this student loan debt and she doesn't have, like, things weighing her down, like, yeah, like, go, go live your life and then work the rest of the summer when you get back. Like, or take odd jobs when you're there. It's like, she's so frustrating. And I wrote, College, the college years are making me hate Joey because they really are. Hudson ends up telling Joey that she lived up her, to her potential. And um, Joey tells Hudson that she wants him to be her advisor next year. So he's not going to be her teacher anymore because she's done with that class. But um, she wants him to be her English advisor next year. So they have this like cute little bond. I kind of feel like, well, no, that doesn't make sense because they end this season and like actually and the series. I was going to say they kind of set it up to where like there's more that you could see of them in the future, like her and Hudson and their relationship, but um never mind, that was silly. 
So Joey tells Audrey she's going to Europe. She kind of has a change of heart because of her talk with Hudson. And so she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and it's going to be great and blah, blah, blah. The reason why this episode is called Catch-22, by the way, I just realized, is because they're talking about the book Catch-22, which I feel like this book gets talked about everywhere. Like, I need to read this fucking book. So um, Joey ends up telling Audrey that she's going to go to Europe like she's made her decision. And she ends up finding a goodbye letter from Eddie. He's like, you're not you're not who I thought you were. Like, I, I want to take a leap of faith with you and you don't want that. And maybe I'm trying to make you be something you're not. And I'll always care about you and I'll like blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm going and I'm going to live my life and do what I want to do and whatever. And it's so sad. I love Eddie. Um, Dawson calls Pacey to pull his money out of Step Tech and Pacey encourages him to stay in. Pacey is genuinely like, no, I hear like really good things. Like this is supposed to be good. Like he's not trying to sell something to him. He's just like actually trying to like make a good call. And then it turns out that Step Tech wasn't approved by the FDA and a lot of people lost a lot of money. And the reporter that Pacey has been dating has a fiance. And so that falls apart and she doesn't care about the whole Step Tech thing. And she basically like was like wait you you didn't realize that this was gonna happen kind of thing um Pacey asks Rich for money because he invested all of his own money in Stepatech too and he doesn't have the money to give Dawson because like more than anything and this is like Pacey being just like a solid heart of gold is like Pacey put all of his money in Stepatech and Dawson put all of Dawson's money in Stepatech but like Pacey's like I don't care about my money I just need to get a loan so I can give Dawson money and then I'll pay you back and like I won't have any money but it's fine like it's like you know and Rich tells him no and that he doesn't do favors and he tells Pacey that he like him and Pacey kind of get into to it and he's like why won't you just help me and like da 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 and he's like I didn't get where I got by helping people I didn't get where I got by giving out handouts and like you need to learn this lesson the hard way which he kind of does but then um he tells Pacey that Pacey's not going to ever amount to anything and so Pacey attacks him and he like punches him in the face and Rich laughs at him and he's like yeah you're fired like good luck um David and Jack are still fighting David is jealous as fuck it's unnecessary I don't like David goodbye and then David and Jack break up and that's that Episode 21 is called Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Dawson is going to use his room as a filming location. It's exactly as it was in high school. He like resets it up. And then he tells Pacey that he's going to put him as um, a producer in the credits. And Pacey is like really struggling to tell Dawson that he lost the money. It's like an uncomfortable thing that comes to a head at the end of the episode. So Jen's mom is in town. Jen called her. She didn't tell her anything, but she didn't want... um, like to deal with this alone she didn't know how to do this alone grams is like i didn't want her to know i didn't want to tell her and she's like i didn't tell her but i think that you should because i don't think i can do this by myself so then uncle bill comes in yelling while they're all sitting down and he's like you can't break up with me just because you have cancer and so jen's mom finds out that way and jack finds out that way uncle bill says he loves her which i think it's like really too soon for that but whatever um and it's like this big thing or whatever and then jack's kind of upset that you know, nobody told him, but he understands. And then Jen wants Grams and her to move to New York and live with her mom since her mom lives alone now because they're divorced. So they all decide they're going to move to New York and Jack's like, okay, well, I'll miss you or whatever, like, you know, whatever. And Grams is like, Jack, we can't move without you. And so Jack is going to move with them to New York, which I think is great because Jack has nothing going on. They put out so eloquently that Jack has not had a storyline this whole season. So what's he got to live? Um, there's another Jack Osborne moment with Audrey. It's, like, so stupid. Um, I said if I didn't say it before, I love Joey's ombre hair moment, which I know I did. So, Joey goes to Cape Side, and Dawson's script is on the doorstep at the B&B. So, Joey reads it. She goes to Dawson's. The ladder is up. 
Jocelyn and Joey talk about how they missed each other and whatever. And they are leaving. I think she's leaving and they're outside. And then Paisley shows up. And it's it's very parallel to when um, in like season two or whatever. Season three. I don't fucking know. Um, when Pacey and Joey are trying to figure out how to tell Dawson that they're together. And they walk up together. And then like Dawson comes out. It's literally like the opposite. It's like Pacey is like standing there when they come out and they're like just giggly and happy and just refreshed or whatever and Pacey's like yeah this is look at me like on the other side of this like it's not good so Pacey tells Dawson and Joey that all the money is gone and Pacey tells Dawson like he's so sorry and blah 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 and whatever and Dawson's pissed and he's like kind of being irrational and obviously like that's a lot of money but like again Dawson comes from a place of such privilege like Losing a lot of money is, like, hard, but for someone like Dawson, losing a lot of money is, like, there's a little bit of a cushion. You have quite a safety net below you, my friend. So, Pacey's like, you know, this is more about the money. Like, this is way more about the money. And Dawson's like, yeah, we haven't been best friends for a long time. And Joey's like, are you kidding me? We are still talking about the fact that we, like, you guys are still fighting over me. Like, this is ridiculous or whatever. And so, like, Dawson goes one way, Pacey goes another way, and they're like, they'll never be friends. And Joey ends up going to Pacey instead of Dawson. And Pacey's like, you know you want to go to him. Just go to him. It's fine. I'll Whatever. And she's like, no. She's like, you're the one that I wanted to go to. You're the one that needs me right now. Like, Dawson will be fine. Like, I care about both of you. You can't put me in the middle like this and, like, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh it's not good and it's more pacey feeling like he did the wrong thing even though he was trying to do the right thing and it's very sad and it's like kind of just like screams that like nothing has been fixed or rectified between the three of these people for like a long time episode 22 is called joey potter and the capeside redemption i love this it's so cute so audrey is in summer school dawson is working at leary's fresh fish pacey is living with doug and is like sleeping on the couch like doesn't get up and take a shower ever um joey feels like she's in the middle of dawson and pacey again and she tells dawson that he needs to make his movie regardless and he says that he doesn't believe in it anymore because she's like you can still do this like you have the essentials like you can we'll figure it out like let's do it and he's like no so joey assembles the troops in very typical joey potter fashion i feel like the only time dawson gets anything made is when joey is his like co-producer or whatever audrey is going to play miss jacobs pacey is on the couch is a slob um, she tells Pacey that she will never believe that things can't be fixed and she's like trying to get him to whatever. Um, I guess back to Audrey's gonna play Miss Jacobs. Harley is gonna play Joey. Um, the boy from film class that Dawson watches movies is gonna play Dawson and then Harley's boyfriend Patrick is gonna play Pacey and it's like so cute, so perfect. Like they've been setting this up the whole time and like you didn't even know it. Um, Dawson is touched by everyone helping but he has a job um oh wait so Dawson goes upstairs Gail's like there's there's uh maybe you should go up to your room and like da 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 whatever so he gets there and like Jack and Jen and Grams and Joey and Audrey and everybody's there and she's like I'm gonna play Miss Jacobs and like everybody's like everything's like they're learning their lines and everybody's working and like we're gonna do this or whatever and Dawson's like I'm really touched but like I have a jo- I have a job and Gail's like nope you're fired you were fired. Um, so they're like, okay, like let's, we're going to make this movie. So they're filming in a video store. It was like a group effort to make it work. Like, um, Jack and Jen had to get the video store to let them do it. And there's all these people that are helping and everybody's got like a role and things, everything's happening. Um, Todd shows up, Gail emailed him the script and Todd was like, how can I help? Like, tell me how I can help. Like put me to work, Leary. And I think that's really cute that he like shows up in Dawson's time of need. Um, 
Pacey Bunsen to Christy Livingston and he didn't even recognize her. I didn't recognize her either because she was once played by Ali Larder and now she's played by some random. I really wish they would have gotten Ali Larder if they're going to bring Christy Livingston back, but whatever. Um, Grams, Jack, and Jen are done helping. They have to go. They're moving to New York. And Jen's like, Jen, this is a quote I also love. Jen says, what, are, what is this feeling? It's, um, it's all getting smaller and smaller. It's still there, but I just can't touch it. And Jack says, I think it's called goodbye. So it's kind of sad. Like they're leaving. Um, and they're kind of all separating. They're going their separate ways. Like this is technically the finale. Like this is technically the end of the the end of the season, like the end of the thing. The next two episodes are like the flash forward into the future episodes. So this is technically like everyone saying their goodbyes. Um, Joey bumps into Pacey at the restaurant. He'd been going around town all day collecting donations from Doss, Doss, for Dawson's movie from local businesses to make up for the money he lost. Um, he was like telling them like, you know, we'll put your, the name of your shop at the end credits of the movie and the set and whatever. And so people donated to the businesses and he was able to get money for Dawson and Pacey wants Joey to take it to Dawson and tell him congratulations. And Joey tells him no, because it's not her fight. And so he's got to figure it out and whatever. Um, Joey left Dawson and Pacey both a note to meet her. And they obviously like, she doesn't show up. They, um, end up meeting each other together and Pacey says the only tie that still binds them together is that they both still are in love with the same woman. And Pacey considers them both lucky that a woman like that would ever go for either of them or give either of them the time of day. And Dawson says that it makes sense that it never worked out for either of them because all they wanted was her and all she wanted was for them to be friends, which I think is like, oh God. Um, Pacey asks Dawson if it's possible for them to be friends in the future. And Dawson says that anything is possible. Pacey gives Dawson the money that he collected. And then Pacey goes and gets a job as a chef in a restaurant. And then at the very, very end, it shows that Joey went to Paris. And so that is theoretically how it ends. But obviously, then there's two more episodes that are flash forward into the future. But I think it does a good job, like, tying it together. Obviously, I think it would have made sense for somebody to end up with her. But obviously, that happens in the very, very end of the episodes. But um, I think, like, just leaving it at that, like, all she ever wanted was for them to be friends. All they ever wanted was her. And it kind of sums up, like, the whole show, to be perfectly honest, like, a guy and a girl and whatever and you know whatever so if I haven't mentioned this before which I think I have but Kelly Kellen Williamson Kevin Williamson also worked on the Vampire Diaries I see such strong parallels between Dawson Pacey and Joey and Elena Stefan and Damon they're very very it's like a very similar love triangle and it's very similar because it's the very same person worked on it. You know what I mean? I don't know like how much input he had on XYZ, but I feel like that is not a coincidence. It is actually, you know, it is that way for a reason. Okay, so the two-part series finale, the first episode is called All Good Things and episode 24 is called Must, uh, Must Come to an End. So the first one, it's set five years into the future, and Joey is dating this guy named Christopher. He plays Elton in Clueless, if you know who that is, rolling with the homies. Joey is, like, in her fancy new apartment, and she's watching Dawson's TV show. It's called The Creek. Um, and so she's, like, this is her life. She's, like, editing. She's, like, an editor or something. Dream life. It's fine. Um, Jack and Doug are dating, which is funny. It's, I remember being so like, holy shit, when that moment happened and everybody being like, oh my god. Because like for the whole thing, he was always calling him gay and then they ended up together. And it's it's kind of awkward and it doesn't, they don't really have good chemistry. Um, I think it's kind of silly that they like did that to Doug, but 
Um, I guess, like, they were saying that he was just, like, in the closet for a long time and, you know, whatever. I don't know that it was actually necessary. Um, I think he could have just been gay or not been gay, but they put them together because everybody has to end up together in the end, so... Pacey is running the Ice House restaurant. He now owns it. Um, This girl is, like, he's hooking up with this girl, and she's a married woman, and it's, like, just Pacey back on his bullshit again. Jack is a teacher at Capeside. He's an English teacher, and he's having them talk about a poem that, write about something that scares them, and it's kind of, like, reminiscent of when he had to read the poem about being gay. Um, Jen comes in. Jen has a baby girl. Um, Gail is getting remarried. Audrey is touring with John Mayer. She's a backup singer, which I think is funny. I I like that they give her this little nod. I also heard that Andy was supposed to be in the finale, or she actually was in the finale, and they filmed it, but then she got cut for some reason. I'm not sure. Um, but I do like that they give Audrey a little nod, even though Audrey's not in it. Um, they have a dinner. So it's Jen, Jack, Pacey, Dawson, and Joey. And they're doing these like, remember when, blah, blah, blah. Remember when, blah, blah, blah. And Jen is drunk and she's leaving. And she's like, Jack's like got her over his shoulder. And she's like, remember the time my boyfriend knocked me up and left me to raise a baby on my own? And she's like, you guys are my best friends. I love you all so much. And it's like, I I hate that they did that to Jen. I understand why they did because of what happens at the end. But I hate that they did that to her. Like, I think it would have been better if, like, she, he died. I know it's, like, a little much for, like, him to die and then her to die. But, like, I think it would have been better. Like, she just made so much growth, I feel like, over the whole show. So you would think that she wouldn't, like, end up stuck in a situation with a guy who would just, like, have a baby with her and leave. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't sound like the growth that we've had over this whole series. So it's kind of annoying to me, but whatever. Um, Jack is frustrated because Doug is still in the closet. He's a police officer, and I guess there's, like, some connotation around that where he's, like, doesn't want to be the gay police officer and said whatever. And, again, all of Jack's relationships are political acts, and it's kind of annoying, but poor Jack. It's what it is. Um... The woman who Pacey is hooking up with, her husband comes and he brings two other guys and they hold Pacey down and the guy like beats him. Um, Albie comes on, which, oh my god, I mentioned this in another podcast, but Albie is, by Edmund McCain, is my husband and I's wedding song. Um, this was a song that I've loved forever and I always called it the Dawson's Creek song and my husband has always really loved this song and it ended up just like our story and everything about it like it just like we just like the song is our song and so I forgot that it comes on again so it comes on and I'm like oh my god I love it so much um Dawson has a dream that he's marrying Joey um they're all at Gail's wedding and Jen is dancing and she kind of keeps slipping back and forth between Dawson and Pacey and she's being silly and she's like no you you dance with him you dance with him which means that Joey keeps slipping back and forth between the two as well and I think that's like very symbolic for her life and things that are happening and things to come and whatever um and the when she's dancing with Pacey when Joey's dancing with Pacey the married woman that he's been sleeping with sees Pacey dancing with Joey and he's like hey can you help me out for a minute and he like dips her and kisses her like very deeply and passionately and it's like everything also Joey is the queen of wearing a sleek not even a sleek not like Kim Kardashian sleek where you like flick the hair back but like just like a tight ponytail like a long straight sleek ponytail she is the queen of ponytails with like fancy dresses it's hilarious 
it's not a bad look either. I did that, um, my cousin's wedding, like, several, several years ago, I wore this, like, really fancy dress, and I was, like, not really sure what to do with my hair, because the dress was just, like, so fancy and whatever, and I was, like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna Joey Potter this bitch, and I wore my hair in, like, a sleek, long, straight ponytail, and it actually looked, it looked pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the dress was also from Amazon, so there's that. So... Um, they're dancing on the dance floor. Jen passes out while she's dancing with Dawson and Graham's like leans over and she's like, it's cause she's sick. She needs to take her medicine. It's cause she's sick. So they're all at the hospital and that she tells them that there's an abnormality in her heart, which this seems a little like, okay. Um, she's been taking pills to try to help it, but it's like not helping, whatever. So Jack, um, sees Graham's come out of the room crying. Like J- Graham thinks everything's fine. And then she comes out of the room and Jack sees her. And he finds out that Jen is dying. And then Jack goes and tells everyone that Jen is dying. So that's how that episode ends. And then the next episode must come to an end. Um, It starts with Joey is avidly avoiding Christopher. And Bessie says it's because she's too chicken to break up with him. Because she's in love with her ex-boyfriends. She's like, it's because you're in love with your ex-boyfriend. And she's like, I'm not in love with my ex-boyfriend. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're in love with your ex-boyfriends. Plural. Um, Leave it to Bessie to never to just always keep Joey humble and never let her get away with shit. Um, Joey tells Jen that she's always known which one she's supposed to end up with. Like her and Jen are talking about it. And she's like, can you just tell me, can you just tell me which one? And she's like, I've always known which one I'm supposed to end up with. And, um, Jen's like, I want to make it my dying wish that you have to choose. Okay. So if you remember, we were just talking recently about how, Pacey and her had that little stint where they got back together. And then Joey's like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, whatever. Okay. She says that she's always known who she's supposed to end up with. She just never wanted to choose. So she's always known, spoiler alert, that she wants to be with Pacey. Like, she knows that that's where her path has taken her. That's that's who she's meant to be with. Dawson is her soulmate, but Pacey is, like, the love of her life. And so she's always known this. But then when they have this opportunity, she's like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. What do you mean you're not feeling it if you've always known that you're supposed to be with him? I I don't buy it, but whatever. So Jen records this video for Amy, her daughter, and it plays the In the Arms of the Angel song, and I cry every time, and it makes me sad, and it's totally fine. Pacey plays a home video for Jen, and it's the intro sequence that was from, like, the very first season, and um, it's, like, all of their, um, you know, just, like, their little mon- montage of them walking on the beach and things like that. What I think is interesting is I recently just found out, and I, I don't know if I talked about this or not, but I recently just found out that they originally wanted um, Alanis Morissette's One Hand in My Pocket to be the theme song, which would have been a terrible choice. But it was like grungy 90s show, so I guess like that's where they were kind of coming from. But um, they wanted that song to be the theme song, and I guess they couldn't afford it, so they ended up going with... Um, the I don't want to wait song and then they ended up changing it halfway through the season or whatever. Thankfully for the last two, two episodes, they did, they went back to I don't want to wait because it is quintessential Dawson's Creek. But, um, in this clip that he shows Jen, this like video, this home movie of their, like whatever he shows Jen, it has one hand in my pocket. It's the original, I guarantee it's like the one that they used for the like, this is how we want the intro to go. And so I was like, oh my God, it's so cool that they show that. Um, Dawson is having a breakdown. He doesn't know what to do. He says nothing makes sense. He and Joey aren't together. And Joey's like, what are you talking about? We're together every Monday or whatever night on the TV show. And she's like, you're my soulmate. And like, you know, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Um, 
and she's like, it's you and me always. Um, Dawson's like, what we have goes beyond friendship. It's forever. Or what we have goes beyond friendship, beyond lovers. It's forever. Um, and they just like really like clarify that they're soulmates or whatever. Um, Jen and Jack talk about the fact that she wants him to take Amy and Jack talks about the fact that he wants to take her as well. He wants to be, you know, her guardian, her whatever. He wants to raise her when Jen dies. Um, and Jack tells Jen that he's, she's his soulmate. And I think that's fitting. Like neither of them ever found somebody. I mean, I guess he's with Doug now, but they didn't really find somebody that fit them the way that anybody else did. And so like, they really are like, they were soulmates. I I really do. I, I get that whole soulmate vibe from them. The same way I do with Dawson and Joey. Um, Jen looks over at Grams while she's sleeping. Grams is sleeping and she kind of looks at her and it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. It's like her way of saying goodbye. Like she gives her like one last look and then she like dies and Grams like wakes up like right away and like she looks over and she realized that she died and she comes, oh my God, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, she comes over and she kisses her and she's like, I'll see you soon child because Grams is old and Grams is going to die. So it's like, She's like, you know, I'm coming. Like, just wait. Oh, my God. Why am I crying? I don't even think I cried when I watched it. It just made me emotional. She's like, I'm coming. I'll see you soon. You know, like, oh, my God. So emotional. So it plays God's Hands by Jewel, which is also like, fuck. Like, that song fucks me up. Um, oof. Pacey tells Joey that she's off the hook. That um, sort of like if you love someone, it's them free thing. He says he loves her and he'll always love her. But if Joey doesn't if like she doesn't want to be with him like that's fine he loves her and it's fine and joey says that she doesn't want to let joey off the hook that she's been running forever and that she loves him and that dawson is her soulmate and it's innocent and it's tied to her childhood so like she has no romantic feelings for dawson it's all platonic friendship childhood feelings but that you know she loves pacey um Doug wants to help Jack raise Amy he ends up kissing him in public and he's like this is my boyfriend this is my boyfriend it's really cute um and then at the very very end of the episode it shows Dawson's tv show again and she says like the girl who's supposed to be Joey on the tv show says to the guy who's supposed to be Dawson she says I don't want to wait for my life to be over I want to know right now what will it be which is the I don't want to wait lyrics and then um it like fades or something or they kiss or I don't know whatever and um or no I guess I guess also it says you and me always which is what Joey said to Dawson when they were talking about how they're soulmates and it's fine and they're they're gonna be good and whatever and then it shows that Joey is home in her apartment with Pacey so she ended up with Pacey and then they call Dawson and then they're like that's how it ends so I think it ends exactly how it's supposed to end. I know that there's a lot of controversy about her ending up with Pacey, but I think that it fully explains it very, very clearly right there. Like her and Dawson are soulmates. They're like not, they, it's not even a sibling thing. It's like, they are like, they have had this everlasting friendship. They have, they know each other inside and out. They are just like as close as two people can possibly be, but there's no romantic anything there. And anytime that they tried to be romantic, it just didn't fit. It didn't make sense. It was awkward. It was clunky and it didn't work out. And the reason it didn't work out is because they're not meant to be together. Whereas her and Pacey had a long lasting relationship and long lasting feelings. And, um, granted, you know, in their college years, it didn't exactly like express that as well. But, um, I think that it makes perfect sense for her to end up with Pacey and I'm very happy 
and it just, um, yeah, sorry, not sorry, but Team Pacey for life. Or Team Eddie, you know, you know, if you wanted to come back, you know. So that is it. That is the end of the series, the end of an era. Um, I am so sad it's over, but I think I was getting a little, like, it was getting a little much, which I think happens sometimes with shows when you're like, okay, I get it. They, they're together and then they're not and they're together and they're not. And I think towards the end of of a TV show, you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, so if you stuck around this long, congratulations. Thanks for listening. If you haven't heard already, I have a brand new podcast that I'm starting on a separate channel called best brunette best friend it would be helpful if I knew my actual podcast right um brunette best friend and I'm gonna watch shows over there instead of putting them all in one episode because this episode is probably gonna be like two hours long for me to recap the whole season I'm gonna do episode at a time and I'm gonna start with One Tree Hill so if you like One Tree Hill too you can come over and listen with me brunette best friend I'm the brunette you're the best friend you get it You got it. Good. Okay, until next time. Ciao!